the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and we are pleased to welcome back my co-host, Don Dix, with the chapter leader for Act for America in Corona, and he was on vacation last week um, searching for ISIS sleeper cells, I think, up in Lake Tahoe. Exactly, and I came back uh, a couple of shades browner, man. The sun was intense. Yeah, what, what, yeah, what was it about this naked tree climbing that you put in your posts? Shh, don't. No, you're not allowed to talk about that, number okay. one. Number two, I'm actually pretty upset about uh, every person that I have ever known in California, I'm officially angry at. Because no one ever told me. I do? No one ever told me, you gotta go to Lake Tahoe. It is stunning. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's rejuvenative. It's refreshing. It's cold. It, no. The water? No. No, the water was amazing. Hmm. Amazingly clear. Amazingly pure. Uh, gorgeous. I'm not going to tell you. We've got t- too much to get to in the show. But just take my word for it. The drive up of the 395 is worthwhile. The... Uh, a week in Tahoe, you'll come back a changed person, ready to ready to re-engage in the fight. It is absolutely, clearly important. Well, welcome back. Thank you very much. And uh, this week... Uh, we, had, we had a little news this past week you know, while, you, while you were away. Just a little. Um, you know, we've got a storm down in Texas that's raging. That the uh, It's amazing. You know, this is the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And it is amazing to see the citizens of Texas come together in order to, you know, help uh, neighbors, uh, rescue people. Uh, clearly living up to the role and the responsibility of, you know, the most important political office, that of private citizen. It was also great to see, notwithstanding all the attempts to uh, divide Americans along racial and ethnic lines, that none of that was apparent among the people who were being rescued and the rescuers. Absolutely. Yeah, the race wasn't an issue. Class is not an issue. Everybody just pitched in. People came from... You know, Louis came from faraway places, brought their boats, helping people to dig out. It's a colossal disaster in Houston. It has rightly occupied the media 24-7. But, and, and while our hearts and prayers go out to the victims and their families, there's a whole nother storm that raged this past weekend that didn't get much attention that unfolded in San Francisco and Berkeley, Greg. Yeah, you know, we, we always think that America is a place of free speech. It's a free speech zone from coast to coast, uh, Canadian border to border to Mexican border, and that you, you may not, you know, the 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 saying used to be that I may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it, and that is increasingly 
Not the case in America, certainly in uh, certainly in leftist, Democrat-controlled cities like Berkeley and San Francisco. And even places right around the corner from us, Laguna, there was a group of folks that went out to express their support for Donald Trump, about 50, maybe 75, I don't know the exact number, but there was a group of about 2,000 raging hyenas and ultimately four... Stop, stop insulting hyenas like that. Hyenas like that. <laughs> exactly. For Laguna Beach, at least, the police were there. They stayed there. They kept the two sides of part there were four arrests made boston another city where something similar unfolded uh and then of course what happened this past weekend in san francisco on saturday and then again on sunday more importantly uh berkeley you know when people rally to express their political views no matter how much you disagree and law enforcement abandons them to the hordes of protesters who express their disagreement through violence. Civil society breaks down and the First Amendment is being trashed. Absolutely. And we are so pleased to have on the line with us someone who was there, who had, who had organized or tried to organize the uh, clearly fascist Patriot Prayer Rally in San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, I mean, what, I mean what, what, what says fascism more than the words Patriot Prayer Rally? I know what you mean. His name is Joey Gibson. He has been on uh, many uh, news programs throughout the week. A lot of has been written about him. He held what I think, Joey, you called the Say No to Marxism rally at Berkeley on Sunday. Is that what it was called? That was the rally that Amber Cummings was supposed to throw. Our rally was supposed to be on Saturday, which okay. is just a freedom rally. All right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's Marxism. A lot of, mi- lot of misinformation, so let's uh, clear up some of that right now. You were organizing a rally on Saturday. Somebody else organized a rally on Sunday. You pulled the plug on your rally in San Francisco because of the threat of violence, correct? Absolutely. And with all the... Basically, the threat of violence, but also all the rhetoric, the lies, you know, calling us white supremacists, the setup that they had, they were going to um, force our people to march through Antifa and the protesters. So, in my opinion, I really did, I honestly felt like it was a trap. Like, I felt like if we went through it, um, there would have been a huge riot, and it would have been blamed on us, and people would have gotten seriously hurt. So, I felt like when I pulled it, I felt like we kind of, um, you know, we stopped, we, we pretty much got out of their game their setup and pretty much put things on our terms. And you're not new to this. This wasn't your first. You've been at uh, locations such as Evergreen University, other places. We're going to get to that uh, throughout our show as we have a conversation about what unfolded in Berkeley. But first, you have an organization you call the pa- uh, Patriot Prayer. Uh, I think I've got that right, correct? Yeah. Tell yeah. us about what Patriot Prayer is, and then maybe we can get into a little bit about how you felt called into this. And then uh, we'll unpack what unfolded in Berkeley and uh, what your future plans are. What is Patriot Prayer? Patriot Prayer is basically a philosophy. It's about, um, you know, truth and love and standing up for what you believe in, but doing it in a way that's that's respectful. Um, it's not about trying to tell you who to vote for. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about taking on corruption and deception, you know, both, both at the government level and, you know, just normal citizens. Awesome. You have a Facebook page, by the way. People can find your Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash slash Patriot Prayer USA. And you can view what's roughly a 13-minute video of Joey explaining exactly what Patriot Prayer is all about. 
Yeah, it's um, and we want to unpack what happened in San Francisco. In is it's we were seeing this in, across the country is Democrat local officials who can't say no, you can't have your rally in our in our city. That's going to get struck down by the courts, and that's what happened in Charlottesville. The, the local authorities tried to say no, you can't be here at all. The people there went to federal court. Federal court said, no, the First Amendment applies, even even in Charlottesville, even if you are a, quote, Nazi, unquote, even if you are a, quote, white supremacist, unquote, that First Amendment applies to everyone. So what they do is, and you can elaborate on this, Joey, is they work, they, the local authorities work in tandem, if not in concert, with the Antifa leftist brown shirts to shut down the speech they can't otherwise shut down. Yeah, absolutely, except I kind of, I don't blame the police. I mean, I'm frustrated with them, but I don't blame them as much, because I, I talk to them. I blame the politicians. The politicians, you know, in these cities, the mayor, they use the police in their political game. Um, you know, the the police, you know, they're talking to me and Tiny. They're like, you know, I'm sorry, we want to be out there. Like, we want to be out there. We want to go out and help. But there's people above us that are not letting us, you know. And so um, it's unfortunate. That's why... A lot of times we try to do stuff on federal land because um, there's less politics, uh, even though it didn't work out that way this time. Okay. But it's absolutely true. They can't, they can't tell us, no, you're not allowed to speak, but they can set up the situation, whether it's through Antifa or police standing down or lying and saying we're white supremacists, to make it as hard as possible. And they did exactly that in Berkeley to you guys on Sunday. We're visiting with Joey Gibson. He is the... Uh, organizer of a rally that got uh, canceled on Saturday. He has an organization he calls Patriot Prayer. He has been active in showing up at these hotbed events, if you will, to uh, stand up for um, you know the values that we have to confront this. He did it at Evergreen. We're going to uh, play a, uh, an audio clip of that when we get back after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Joey Gibson and the battle for free speech in America after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, Call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed, he's a good guy, he'll talk to you like a friend, and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. 
My name is Don Dix. I'm with my co-host, Greg Britton, and we have a very, a very special guest on the line with us. His name is Joey Gibson. He was at ground zero for the storm surrounding the First Amendment that unfolded at in Berkeley on Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, August the 27th. I want to play a clip of Joey uh, at a rally. It's not from Berkeley, but it's at a prior rally where he disavows white supremacy and Nazis and then asks the left to disavow the what what appears to be the stormtroopers of the left. Let's hear that clip now. Now I have come out and I said we want nothing to do with the extremists that's, that want to latch on to what, what we're doing. I disown all Nazis. I disown all white supremacists. I disown all the racists. I want colorblind people only to join this movement. Now I will continue this fight to get him out of our group, but I'm calling on all moderate liberals. I'm calling on all liberals to disown the extremists in your party. Disown the Antifa. Disown the communists. Stand tall. And that is obviously a very animated, very excited Joey Gibson at a rally. Where was that, Joey? <laughs> that was uh, June 4th in Portland. I was kind of worked up in that moment in time. I'm, I'm kind of learning how to stay nice and calm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was frustrating because we had um, like 2,000, maybe more, of Antifa across the street just like throwing chemicals at the police. They had a bunch of weapons. Like it was just... It was just outrageous behavior. There's like 2,000 people that literally just wanted to kill all of us, and only the police were holding them back. And it's just like, you know, at, at what point do we use logic and common sense and say, hey, normal Americans don't like that. We don't stand for that. Yep. You know, but, but the, the left is extremely silent about it. You know, I spent a lot of time sticking up for the left, the moderate left, because I believe they're misunderstood. But my biggest... Um, um, my biggest, uh, the thing I criticize them more than anything for is their silence. Yep. They let social justice warriors, they let Antifa, they let all these people be the loudest, and it represents them as a whole, you know, because of, because they're silent and they're afraid to speak out. 2,000 people don't get organized and come down there armed and uh, dressed for combat with uh, pepper spray and shields and clubs and uh, places that they throw they throw soda cans, sometimes soda cans filled with concrete. All that just doesn't happen on a spontaneous basis like, you know, okay, you know, th- you know, we're just going to go show up at a rally. This is organized. This is paid for. Maybe not every Antifa thug that shows up is paid, though that may be happening as well. But... Do you have any sense or information about who is behind this? Yeah, so there are there is definitely money coming in, and there is it's kind of organic, but it's also organized too. There's people working together. Like for example, when Nancy Pelosi says, you know, that we're white supremacists, that's working with the leaders of Antifa, so that Antifa can recruit people. You know what I mean? The recruiting is kind of organic. Yeah, I would say that. Um, 95%, I mean, I'm just guessing, 95% of the, the, these foot soldiers that come out, they come out on their own. You know, they get a call from friends or they, they see stuff on the media, they're going to come out on their own. But there's there's expensive signs, you know, there's expensive shields, there's, there's people spending money to promote. Like, there's money coming in from somewhere. And then, obviously, BAM, um, by any means necessary, 
Third down in California. Um, that one lady, that middle school teacher. She's she's. Annette, her her name is Yvette Yvette Falarco, and she, Yvette Falarco, she yeah she it. organizes a group called By Any Means Necessary, as you said, and they are very willing to use violence in order to shut down what they perceive as a threat, fascism. They've done it in Sacramento. They've done it in other places. Go ahead, Joey. Well, well, she doesn't even hide it. That's the crazy thing to me. I mean, she literally said, and she's still teaching middle school, but she literally, uh, you know, on her Facebook or on public says we need to bash in, you know, their heads because they're fascists. She calls everyone a fascist, you know, and so this lady is insane. I don't know how she's walking free. I mean, I can't imagine what would happen to me if I said something like that. If exactly. I, if I went on Facebook and said we need to, you know, well, she didn't say kill, but we need to bash in the heads with, she said, bring out your bats with nails. You know, like, what are you going to do with that other than kill someone? If I said something like that, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine the bl- – I mean, I would be in jail, most Does, likely. Doesn't that doesn't that violate Facebook's community standards to threaten to bash someone's head in? You would think. You can't do that. Yep. You can't do that. She still and has – she's a middle school teacher. Right. Still has her job. Anybody on the right that did something like that, they would be excoriated. They'd be gone. They'd be fired even before they showed up for work the next day. Now, your approach in all of this is very different. I know a lot of people go to these rallies in order to – um, you know, just signal their support for Donald Trump. They go there to, you know, be enthusiastic. But you have a very different approach. And I think it was best exemplified up at Evergreen University. Now, Evergreen University is the place where a professor actually spoke out. Uh, there's been some really interesting uh fallout from this a guy by the name of brett weinstein who's a biology professor he criticized the racially segregated school event and he was ultimately driven into hiding by student radicals uh you had uh factions of antifa showing up there uh they had uh, days where they asked white students to uh stay at home so the only the the uh people of color uh, would have days you showed up at evergreen and you wanted to have a dialogue we've got an audio clip of that and then we want to hear more from your perspective about that here's joey gibson at evergreen university trying to talk to antifa uh, i tried to go up shake hands talk to them they didn't have it they threw a can at me uh, hit me right in the face not one person shook my hand not one I just want to have a conversation I come over here I walk all the way over here I talk to a couple of guys all they do they can't even talk one guy had a little bit of conversation they called me a fascist called me a racist the same stuff you hear over and over and over again okay and then someone reached over and just pepper sprayed me that's it man that's all they got I'm asking that we have a conversation we get better with all this hatred we don't need anymore they act like they're against hate there's no way if they're against hate then they would have they would shake my hand and shake it like a man that's all i'm asking for chilling video of you conf- uh, talking to these people and them using foul language spraying you with silly string even throwing as you said a can i guess it might have been one of these cans filled with concrete or something what are, tell us about what your approach is at these events so it's all about being trying to be a respectful person and kind of it's about exposing who they are and what they stand for see if you this is what people need to understand. If we would have marched in there and just started throwing punches or yelling or screaming, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't do anything to expose them for who they are. You know, the public will see that and they'll be like, oh, it's just a bunch of jerks fighting with each other. Right. And so it's important for us to go in there and act like adults and be mature and not yell, not cuss, you know, basically, you know, not act out of hatred, but act out of love. And, you know, it's just simple gestures like having your hand out, you know, that's, 
that's something the cameras can see, they can understand, and not one of them want to shake my hand. In fact, they just want to hurt me. And so I think that liberals, moderate liberals, they don't like that. They don't, that, that kind of stuff bugs them. And so, you know, Weinstein, he, that's a great example because he's a Bernie supporter, but that was him and I kind of were teaming up, you know, and the fact that we both were for free speech and we both are against social justice, right? And so, you know, that was something where I was able to go in there and kind of defend him and kind of expose these, these social justice wars and expose Antifa. It's people like Weinstein that I think that that's, those are the people I want to reach out to. Those are the people that I want to team up with. We don't ever have to vote for the same person, but we can work together to expose, you know, the extremists. Absolutely. Let's take a break here, and we're going to follow this up on, is, it, is there really this dichotomy? So you have the, the good liberals and the Antifas, or are they, are they all on the same team? Let's have one more word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Joey Gibson and the battle for free speech in America after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high-interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free day or night, 855 855- 640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Benjamin Franklin said, Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. And we are seeing this going on, and we're talking about one aspect of this, and that is the left's use of their brown shirts in the streets to beat up pepper spray and attack people they, they disagree with. And the other aspect of it is the corporate aspect, that these corporations that control access to the virtual public square, Google, Facebook, and the like, are using their power to suppress freedom of speech on their platforms, which is the new public square. And for, and for their part, the media is ignoring it all. They're they're absolutely not covering it, although as a result of what Joey Gibson, our guest for this half hour, is doing, uh, we're seeing maybe a little bit of that tide turning, uh, but you wanted to follow up our prior conversation, uh, Greg. Right, and my view is, and I don't have the email to prove it, is they're part the the antifa are part of the democrat leftist strategy of resisting donald trump and the revolution that put him in office and yeah you, you, there's there's a, there's a role for the politician there's a role for the peaceful protester there's a role for the mainstream media and so on but there's also a role for the leftist brown shirts that you encountered 
to be to try to control and drive conservatives and patriots, freedom-loving people off the streets. And you may or may dis- you may agree or disagree, but that's how I see it. Do you think they're all working in concert, Joey? Um, I don't think you can put it that it's not that simple, but they're definitely working together. I mean, okay, so I, you know, most of my experiences on the West Coast, um, all these groups are in communication with each other. I mean, some groups like each other, some don't. But at the end of the day, they're all in communication with each other. They share information, they send pictures to uh, back and forth to one another. Um, I think that I kind of look at it this way. I look at it um, like a group that's being supported by the media in terms of silence, being supported by politicians with them being silenced. Um, I see places like Portland. I see these, these, um, these guys will get arrested and be released the next day. They're not spending hard time for doing the stuff they do. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of organic in a way. Um, but I think that eventually, I don't think they have enough control over it. Like, I think eventually if we don't do something as citizens, it's going to get so much out of control that no one's going to be able to, to stop them anymore. I mean, think about it. When you have, if you have 2000 Antifa guys, right. And they're getting stronger and they're getting, um, more bold. There's not very many police forces that are going to be able to stop them from doing whatever they want. In fact, the police are kind of getting scared because they get no, in these, you know, it's unfortunate, but in these real liberal areas, the police don't get any moral support, not even from their own mayor, not even from the city council, not even from the population. And so uh, you kind of will see them, you know, starting to kind of draw back a little bit and just kind of let Antifa do their thing. We have about uh, 37 seconds left in this segment. Antifa should be labeled a terrorist organization. Uh, The politicians should be condemning them. That's beginning to happen thanks to our guest this half hour, Joey Gibson. There is so much more to talk about. Joey, can you hang in with us for uh, a fourth segment where we can actually get into what you experienced in Berkeley and give us a, a, a report on the ground from your perspective? Sure. All right, great. This is the United IE Radio Show. We're talking to Joey Gibson, one of the organizers of a group called the Patriot Prayer, who was at Berkeley, at Evergreen, at some of these other locations. We'll continue with him after the break. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Program. We are talking about the war on free speech that is unfolding across the country. The left, uh, they are still unwilling to face up to the fact that on November 8th, America spoke. America spoke for uh, someone to be president of the United States who was not an insider, who was an outsider, who was potentially going to be a disruptor. And ever since, whether it's Washington, D.C., the swamp, the media, and now as we're talking to Joey Gibson, uh, the left using their brown shirts, their stormtroopers, Antifa, to silence free speech on the street corner. Our guest this half hour is Joey Gibson. Uh, He has an organization he calls Patriot Prayer. He was at Ground Zero at Berkeley when the events that cannot be described as anything but militant, vile. Uh, If you haven't seen the video, you really need to watch how these uh, black uh, block thugs literally came within inches of killing some of the people who were there, not even to participate, just a bystander who was there just to watch. And Joey Gibson, our guest, was at the in the middle of all this. Joey, 
What was your strategy for being at Berkeley? Tell us a little bit about what happened and what you experienced and maybe a little bit about what your plans are for the future, given what unfolded in Berkeley. Yeah, so basically probably one of the biggest misunderstandings that people have in this movement is they have so much hatred for Antifa, you know, which is, (laughs) I understand that. Right. Um, Is they think that we have to go in there and just beat the crap out of them. Like, they think that that's how you're going to win, but that that's not true. It actually makes them stronger. It gives them more recruits. It makes us look bad. It just like looks makes everyone look like extremists, and it helps justify the moderate liberals. They're like, okay, we do need Antifa to protect us because that's the role that Antifa. That's what they try to sell to the moderates. Like we're here to protect you guys from Nazis, from white supremacists. Mm-hmm. And so, the main thing was um, what we had decided to do is instead of marching in, there's thousands of people there, right? You know, and and. And there's like normal liberals with peace signs and love and no violence, you know. <laughs> and so, right. But then they're they're mixed in with Antifa, who like want to kill people. And so, we decided to kind of leak people in there, you know, individuals, you know, who are strong, you know, strong, not going to fight back. And you know, we, instead of marching in with 300, 400 people and just confronting them and there being a huge brawl in the streets, you know, we just leaked people in there. And eventually, um, obviously, you know, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big target by Antifa. They like hate me with a passion. I know you. So. Yes, they know me. Yeah, they all call me by name and stuff. Um, and so eventually, I marched in there with my Patriot Prayer shirt and uh, two other brave people, um, Tiny and Peter, and uh, basically walked in there and, and they start all started chanting, you know, Nazi, Nazi. It's like a weird cult. And uh, we just we put our hands up, peace sign, and just waited there. And eventually, they surrounded us and just started beating us, you know. And um, mm. you know, we saw one guy, Pete, got knocked out cold. Really, um, Tiny had to lift. Yeah, they hit him with a club, and he went straight to the ground. I don't know if you've seen the video, but Tiny picked him up and, like, yelled at him, and he, he like, woke up, and he ran off, and they didn't go after him. Thank God. They just focused on us. And so we slowly walked back with our hands up, you know, getting hit once in a while, bottles of urine thrown at us, uh, pepper sprayed. I got pepper sprayed, like, five times and uh, until we finally made it to the police line. And, yeah, and so so many people were so disgusted. There's other people that were getting spit on, yelled at, cussed at. There's a guy who was on the ground praying because he was surrounded by all these Antifa and they're yelling at him and they just start laughing and making fun of Jesus. And so all this caught on camera and, um, none of us were violent, you know, none of us were aggressive. And so it kind of changed the tide. We asked the politicians all weekend to, to speak out against Antifa. If you're against hate and violence, speak out against them. And so after Berkeley, you know, they were forced to do it. They got so many phone calls, so many emails, so many letters that now they're starting to speak out. Who spoke out? Uh, the first one was Nancy Pelosi. I must have said her name um, 50 times this weekend, you know, at, at press <laughs> conferences. And, and I was really focused on her because she came after me and she treated me like a little kid, like someone who she can just boss around. And and she didn't understand, though, that, like, I'm, you know, one of the things about Patriot Prayer, the thing about me that I have that she will never have is I have the support of a lot of people in terms of on the ground, you know, cause I speak for the people. She speaks for herself and she can't even speak. She doesn't have any talent. She can't motivate. She can't inspire, you know? So, so we have a lot going for us in terms of, we have passion. We have people who are willing to die for this. Yes, you, do. you know, all she has is her corruption and her lies. And she was the one that she tried to get your San Francisco Patriot prayer rally shut down. And, yeah, uh, and called on the park service that controlled that por- that portion to deny you a permit, which they legally couldn't do. And that was the Saturday event that right. you ended up canceling because of the threats. Correct. 
You know, yeah. I, I mean, that you're, 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 you're emulating and the, the courage, the courage is, is amazing is because, I mean, you could be, you could, you could be killed, that you could be seriously injured. If, if a can, if a, even a regular soda can thrown hits you in the head, that could be a, that, that could be a fatal injury if it, if it hits you in the right way. And you're going in like, like, like Gandhi did basically, okay, let, let the British beat us up on camera and we'll, and that will help our cause. That will help, that will yeah, make our point. That's what people don't understand is like, you know, I'm out here, I'm not forcing my beliefs on other people, but I do promote the same things that Jesus did. And I do research him and study him and see what he did because he was a revolutionary and he changed the world, you know, like even 2000 years after his death, you know, he still has a huge impact on, on our world. And, you know, I think that it was almost an honor to be able to go in there and do that, especially since it's called MLK Park. Yep. You know what I mean? It was it, it's it's what Martin Luther King did too and Martin Luther King studied Jesus and so you know it's about it was about getting people on you know and it's also going to give me more credit when I ask people to not fight back. I'm going to they're more likely to listen to me now because because yep. I do it. You know, I'll go out in the front lines, I'll put my hands up, we'll take a beating, you know, and so hopefully we can inspire other people to do the same. As you were taking your beating, were the were the police watching this? Yes. Well, this is interesting. Let's set that up, Joey, because what was happening during the day is the police were there. They had formed a protective barrier for the folks that were in MLK Park. And then Antifa and and the folks that came in, people like you, were being searched and your protection, your helmets, uh, whatever protective devices, defensive weapons, if you will, were being taken away as you were allowed to enter MLK. Antifa shows up, none of their weapons are taken away. When they show up, the police melt away, giving these black uh you know block thugs complete uh access into the uh center area where people were having their discussions, conversations, arguments, and that's when this situation devolved, right? Yeah, they started Antifa always shows up late and um the police tried holding him back at first. Uh, but then they had like this huge banner and every single time they got close to the police, they started uh, hitting them with their, their sticks. And so the police ended up just saying, Oh, we're out of here. <laughs> like, hitting the crazy. police. That, that's the thing. They don't have, yeah, they don't, the police, they don't have enough. They don't have enough to stop them. They don't have enough, you know, equipment or whatever it may be because there's just too many numbers, you know? And so it was pretty much the police had to make a decision. Like, are we going, you know, are we going to sit here and put our lives on the line, or are we just going to let them do their thing? I'm reading from the FBI the definition of terrorism. The unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against citizens, in the pursuit of political aims. That is textbook terrorism. What you're describing that this Antifa group is doing, is this something that you uh, anticipate? Is there an effort right now to get... Antifa labeled as a terrorist organization. What are your future plans? Well, I, I think that things have gotten so crazy lately that I think that um, it's going to be more guerrilla tactics for me. Um, kind of like what I did in San Francisco. I basically was, you know, dropping in spot to spot. And, you know, now that people are starting to recognize me a little more, it gives me an opportunity to just meet with random people and see, talk to them about their concerns and stuff one-on-one. Um, and, you know, I, I got invited to speak at several places all over the West Coast this upcoming month. Uh, they just can't announce it. <laughs> right. They don't want a bunch of Antifa to show up. Sure. So, you know, we're, we got Portland. We're going to do a march in Portland. Hopefully we get enough guys to not fight back and, and kind of expose Antifa for who they are. 
Um, but basically throwing huge rallies and having people yell back and forth doesn't do anything. Um, and so, I mean, I'll be at rallies and I'll be speaking and I'll be kind of traveling around and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about exposing the evil, exposing the darkness, but bringing in the moderates, bringing in moderate Democrats, moderate Republicans to work together for freedom and free speech and love and, you know, all those things that we can all agree upon. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Joey Gibson for our final segment with him and then wrap up after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. We have the privilege of visiting with uh, someone that is standing on the front line of defense for our First Amendment rights throughout uh, the uh President-elect period in the presidency of Donald Trump. Groups of patriots, brand new to politics, have been standing up on street corners. You've got Latinos for Trump. You've got all these different organizations that are excited about, you know, what's happening in this country. First-time voters, I know a number of them throughout Southern California, voted for the very first time for Donald Trump, got registered to vote for Donald Trump. He is getting those kinds of people off the couch and engaged in the game, and now that they're standing on street corners, uh, you know, excited about their newfound patriotism and cause, we have groups that are standing up in opposition to to them, calling them fascists, calling them white supremacists. One of the one of the flashpoints for all this, of course, is Charlottesville, but it has its uh, beginnings back in Baltimore and Ferguson. Well, even before that, this is this has been attacked back to the campaign in San Jose and and in events in, in Berkeley. They it was, it was the same thing we saw about is the police stand back and let the uh, Antifa brown shirts have their way. And you've got an infrastructure on the left from SPLC to Media Matters to even the mainstream media. And, of course, the politicians who have been dog whistling to these people to come out of their homes and start beating up and opposing uh, the Donald Trump folks. Uh, we we now have what I would think might be a 2.0 or 3.0 version with a fellow by the name of Joey Gibson, who's been visiting with us, who has gone out and attempting to deal with this in a very different way, approaching them for conversation and that strategy to expose it. Joey, in our final segment, um, you know, you you have a group called Patriot Pair. If folks want to plug into you. It's at www.facebook.com. Patriot Prayer USA. Um, you had a number of folks that were there uh, on at Berkeley. Uh, I don't know necessarily with you, but who were also there. 
and we were going to have one of them on, and they're so traumatized by the experience that they declined the interview after thinking about it for a day. Um, do you need people to come out and stand shoulder to shoulder with you? Well, we do, um, but it's not about getting huge numbers. It's about getting the right people. Um, we need people who understand my message. Probably the worst person I can get to come out with us is someone who is filled with so much hatred and they want revenge. Um, because that's what they're trying. That's what I believe the people at the top are trying. That's what I think evil's trying to do. Right. Is to get us to be so mad at each other that we we constantly get revenge and it never stops. You know, it's like gang wars. You know, one person gets murdered, then they go back, they kill the person, and that goes back and forth. But I think that they they seriously want a civil war. I mean, because because if we have a civil war, whether it's like official or not, you know, the government's going to take full control, full power. You know, and as long as we stay divided over these things, then we allow people like Nancy Pelosi to stay in office. We allow these other establishment figures to stay in office. I think that when we figure out how to bring this country together, because it's so divided right now, that's when that's when we can really make change in the government and really get rid of the swamp, get rid of the deception, the lies, and all that stuff. But as long as we're sitting here, you know, fighting in the streets, fighting over stupid things, um, left versus right, you know, the whole fake paradigm and stuff, you know, we're, we're never going to be able to move forward. Totally agree, and I, I I believe you're right. I believe they are angling for a civil war. There has been a culture war going on. Evan Sayed, who we've had on this show before, wrote an article called He Fights, where he makes the case that Donald Trump is the first president to preside and engage in, in the culture war. Um, so I think you're right. I think that's exactly what they want. They want an all they want all out anarchy to bring about uh, you know the demise of the republic. Mm-hmm. Or at least to, at least to undermine. Go ahead. I was thinking another thing that people don't understand is when you see Antifa, you see the big, you see the whole crowd, right? Um, on TV, it's not the same thing as when you see them in person because there's so much darkness and so much evil that's just that you can just feel from them. It's not like every single individual is evil. It's more like they come together and then all of a sudden this ideology of hatred and using violence. It's something that if you've never experienced, if you've never seen Antifa in person before, it's something, unless you're down there and you see him face to face and you stand up to him, you'll feel it. And when they start chanting Nazi or whatever, it's almost like a cult. Like what we're going up against here is a spiritual, this is a spiritual thing. Amen. No doubt about it. Amen. I agree with you entirely. This is good versus evil. Uh, it's being fought in a spiritual realm. And what you're engaged in is the manifestation of that on earth. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And people, you know, if you're concerned, you know, everyone, if you're if you are confident in yourself, you're a strong person, and you think that you can um, go down there, you know, shoulder to shoulder with us and help us, you know, by all means, do it. Um, but we need we need strong willed people, people who who are there out of love, not out of hatred. And certainly, we need to be. We, we can't surrender the streets to the other side. That's what, that's, that's, that's what they want. And we, right. um, Act for America was going to have nationwide America First rallies on September 9th. And I think to their discredit, they canceled all of those rallies, and Don may disagree with that, um, out of fear. So, so the Antifas stopped without even having to show up. They won the day by causing this organization to cancel its planned rallies. On, on a very small level, we had, our group had a, had a pro-Trump rally we do every fourth Saturday in Redlands. And we, we had our one last Saturday. 
there were some counter protesters on the on the corner, and that was fine. There was no there were no problems. But I had to wor- I was worried. I, am I gonna am I gonna, am I gonna encounter a bunch of uh, st- club wielding uh, Antifa types there to beat up my people? And when we showed up, didn't happen. But I, had to, I was worried about it. Exactly what happened in Laguna. Joey, thank you so much for spending uh, this time with us to help folks understand more about who you are, what your motivations are, what your strategy is. I think it's a very effective strategy. I think that this time in history calls for it. I think you're very wise and very brave. And um, I will be praying for you. Um, I would invite anybody that wants to join Joey in this uh, to reach out to us at the Unite IE Radio Show, and we'll put you in touch so that you can get connected to him if you want to be a part of his uh, new new era of confronting evil. Joey, um, thank you so much for being with us and for what you've been doing. Absolutely, and like his Facebook page, pro- help promote that, spread it around. That's right. Thank you, thank well, you, thank Joey. You. It's, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. God bless you, and uh, we would. Uh, our our radio show is your platform. Anytime you want to come back and uh, update us on what's going on out there on the front line of the fight for free speech and the fight against evil, uh, you're more than welcome to come back and uh, be with us to give us that update. Awesome, I appreciate that. Have a blessed day, Joey. One more word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All Star Collision. 951 279 9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, if you did not catch... Our previous uh, interview with Joey Gibson in the previous five segments of this show. By all means, I go back and get the podcast when it's po- when it's posted on uh, on AM five ninety theanswer dot com next week. An amazing interview and an amazing guy who, as you, as you explaining, he went out there to Berkeley to unarmed, face the devil, knowing. Yep, and expecting that he was going to get beat up. Just the same thing that the, the tactics employed by Martin Luther King and civil rights activists in the South against Democrats, by the way, and by Mar- and by Mahatma Gandhi in India is to let the other side use the violence to expose who they are and then advance your cause of civil rights or independence in the case of India because of the reaction to what the other side is doing, and that's what he did, and it, it achieved results. I mean, the, we, the, uh, Nancy Pelosi denouncing Antifa, or Paul Ryan denouncing Antifa, or even the mayor of Berkeley denouncing them may not be genuine, but they're at least doing it. They felt that they felt after those scenes that it, beating up somebody, I think maybe Stalin said something like this, or somebody along those lines, a bad person, is that beating up some one person on video is worth is worse than killing a million people 
off a video. Yes. And one of the things we didn't have a chance to mention also, Joey was at uh, Evergreen where, uh, you know, this uh, uh, battle about free speech rage, you know, we've had our own issues with it down here. Heather McDonald, who tried to speak at Claremont McKenna College, was barred from it. You know, so many people who were not being allowed on campus. Joey went up to Evergreen. But one of the things we didn't have a chance to mention during this uh, uh, topic is that the real result of exposing this on the college campus, Evergreen University, or state actually it's called, now faces a $2.1 million budget crisis after these radical students went berserk. They've had to lay off 17 maintenance workers. They're now considering a high, they, they're now on the cusp of a hiring freeze for new professors. They will even consider laying off uh, you know, educators from the university. And it's gotten so bad, they might even have to lay off one of the 27 administrators. Exactly. A- assistant deans they have there. It's crazy. The infrastructure, I mean, what, 90% of their budget is for personnel. 10%, you know, is for grounds. And the, the uh, it's crazy how upside down these universities are. But this is ultimately for colleges and universities around the country where I think we will begin to have some impact is when the people that are uh, that give them money the students the students uh, out of state students pay thirty thousand dollars for tuition in state is like six they're losing their high paying out of state students that right. don't want to go to right. an environment like who that who wants to go to that I want to make I want to make a different point about all of this We've seen in the past, like in, in communist China, the Red Guards were unleashed and millions, if not tens of millions of people were killed. In Nazi Germany, the brown shirts and the SS were, 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 were uh, released. And again, millions of people were killed. Imagine, and, he's, and I, it's the same mentality. It's the same kind of thing that's, that with these antifas. Now, there's still some semblance of law and order in America, so they, they can't do this. But imagine the antifas, if they had the total monopoly on weapons and guns and no legal constraints, it would be the same thing as the Cultural Revolution. There would be nothing stopping them from engaging in mass murder. It's the same kind of mindset. Well, and it boils down to this. They do not have the argument. They do not have the logic on their side. The only way that they can advance their cause is this way. This is the way it's always happened throughout history. Anytime that you take liberty, you take freedom, you you tamp down the human spirit to make it conform into these uh, regimes of government, whether it's Marxism, communism, socialism, the only way you can do it is through violence, through intimidation, through the power of the gun, if you will. And, uh, you know, that's why we need people to step up. That's why we need people to get involved. That's what Unite IE is all about. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. That's the, the most important thing. That is. Tune in. Tune in every Saturday for the Unite IE radio program. We'll be back next week. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.